live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 608 K Today on a Tuesday morning, February 15th, 2022. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us today. Our schedule today. I don't know why <laughs> that was really weird. Like like a really uh, weird dramatic sort of pause, I guess. Uh, Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska. <laughs> We're going to count down five things you're talking about today. It is a top five Tuesday. Uh, this is what our top five Tuesday is because. Uh, uh, Caleb and Mark and I were, were hanging out talking, and we, we start to realize that sometimes we, um, the way at least some of us talk is comprised of things that we say over and over again that are not necessarily our own expressions or comments, but you feel like you've heard them somewhere before. We've all got these, so I want to know what everyone's are. The top five movie or TV quotes that you have slid right into your regular everyday conversation, language, whatever that it might be. Those quotes that you are using constantly from TV and uh, TV. I'm including TV in this because, Caleb, I was just going to do movies, and then I was talking to my son about it, and I realized when he does it, they're all from The Office, and The Office has tons of these uh, but we'll do TV too, just to expand. I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> My, how the turntables! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's off at the office? The it's a TV show. Oh, you're not familiar with the office? Yeah, I'm. Familiar. I've uh, never watched it, but I oh, know it exists. You, you might like it. You might like it. So we're gonna do that. You like the British version at eight <laughs> ten. We are. I, we're scheduled to be joined by uh, John Baylor at eight thirty five. So that's what we have coming up. Also, have your morning drive. We'll have Jason Ball from the Lincoln Chamber. So we are uh, packed to go here on a uh, on a Tuesday morning. Uh, and and I want to start out today by giving a massive shout out and add a girl to the Nebraska women's basketball team who basically stole the soul of a top five team on a basketball court last <laughs> night. Caleb was there for it. I was I was going to be there for it. Then we had a illness in the family and so I couldn't get it, but I uh I watched and listened to to the entire thing and was way into it. And I, this is just a uh just a moment at the outset of the show for appreciation for everything about that team right now and yes. it's been uh, you i i whine plenty about my husker teams that i pull for not doing well and the pain and the groin kicks that come along with all of those but man i am uh, i have become a stand for this as the kids say as a stand for this uh for, for for this team the way they play all of the you know just the the depth and the variety of players that stand out mm-hmm. on any given night and then you know amy williams uh, every night looking like she's showing up at a really nice job interview and then <laughs> stomping around i'm still <laughs> surprised that she has broken jo- every ankle <laughs> it's unbelievable it's so it was so good last night and i i said this to caleb before the game last night on the show i said this is i mean it's a massive massive game for nebraska mm-hmm. if they can somehow beat a top five team let alone beat them by 17, uh, but beat a top-five team, 
it changes the conversation from any thought that there might have been bubble talk about mm-hmm. this team, potential of them not making the NCAA tournament, which I think they were probably fine, but that puts that away. And now we're talking about about seeding. Now we're talking about, okay, you finish strong and we can, you know, you get this thing up to what, five seed? Four, I don't know. It'll be in the five, six range. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you've got a chance to get yourself in a really fortuitous seeding spot. Um, boy, that five spot would be good, but uh, we will we will see going forward. If you missed it, they did win. Caleb will have more details in sports. Uh, they win by 17 over Indiana last night. We're up and by 21. We're up by 21. Indiana was just looked. I mean, it reminded me of a Nebraska volleyball game when you see the opponent, and you're like they they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. They can't. There's nothing they can do right now. But that's a that's a top five team. Um, and no, Nebraska has only beat. Well, first of all, Nebraska has beaten. 12 top 10 teams in program history. Right. Only once ever has Nebraska beaten a team ranked higher than Indiana was last night at oh, number five. Really? Wow. That was number two, Baylor. I, I remember that game. The year the Bears won the Natty. Yeah. Um, so, And then the last time Nebraska beat a, uh, a top five team was that 2019. By the way, uh, look in, I don't care, you can look women's, men's. I would love, uh, maybe, maybe you can find this, somebody can find this. Find me an unranked team that has beaten two top 10 teams by more than 17 points. Doesn't exist. In the same season. An unranked team that has beaten two top 10 teams by more than 17 points. And so huge, huge resume builder. And, uh, you know, I just uh, just appreciating that program and the fun that it brings. And, and Two our and family one against the top really 10. Two and a one in the top ten. That's good. That's good in the quad one number for those NET right now. Cons- considering uh, the successes, don't you think it's about time for a contract extension discussion? <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we yeah. dole them out here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, come on. <laughs> Bill Moose would have had the 25-year contract laying on William's table <laughs> after that game, I'm going to guess. He a lifetime. <laughs> um. So, so that the, the the one thing I'll say, and you you were there, so you can speak to the atmosphere, which looked good and looked solid, and and uh, my wife was there, and she said it was loud, but man, there were too many too many empty seats there for. I was really that hoping there'd be game. more, because because obviously when this was uh, about a month ago, but when Nebraska played Iowa, that place got packed pretty good, especially Valentine's for the lower bowl. night, maybe Ma- maybe uh, yeah. that. But when I was looking at, it, I was like, it's a six p.m. tip. This is yeah. pretty good. Um, obviously, when it was packed for the Iowa, nice that was, it was on a Sunday. Um, so I just think no, Nebraska's got a couple more. Yeah, couple two, more two home Sunday. Games. So they have two Sunday, Sunday at two o'clock, and then the twentieth, and then Sunday. Um, it's a TBA game. I assume that'll probably be early afternoon on Sunday, mm-hmm. the twenty seventh. Uh, we'll have that sh- soon in terms of uh, when that is actually going to be, but. I mean, unless you su- those Sunday hey, Nebraska should crush the them. A- the NFL is over. Uh, Northwestern's decent. Minnesota, they they really should. Uh, Northwestern's decent. Nebraska, re- I mean, there is no reason Nebraska with at Penn State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Northwestern shouldn't go four and zero. Not to get ahead of myself, go four and zero, get themselves to twenty three wins coming out of the regular season. But let's try and fill that Pinnacle Bank Arena up. And you know, if if you haven't been out to one of those games yet, give it a try. If you uh, if you're usually going to a lot of men's games and you haven't this year, I hope you're still going to those too. But uh, you want to get the family down there. It's I mean, it's affordable. It's 
it's just, uh, and I'll, I'll practice what I preach. I, I plan on going to both of those. So. Here's, here's this, by the way. You've got the two remaining regular season home games. And I apologize that when things have gotten into uh, March Madness for women's basketball, I haven't paid attention to a lot of it until they've gotten to the Sweet 16 Elite Eight. It works the same way volleyball does. Those first rounds, you host if you're a top 16 seed. So right now, Nebraska's number 20 in the net. You can win out here, maybe make the Big Ten semifinals. Okay. Nebraska still has an outside chance at hosting an NCAA tournament wow. game. Uh, and that, uh, by the way, that uh, tournament in India is going to be a lot of fun. Man, if I had the the ability to uh, go into the men's tournament in Chicago, so much fun. There's just I love conference tournaments for mm. a road trip. If I could get down there and and uh, go take my uh, my daughter and son down there and and watch those games, get them out of school or something, I would. That would be that'd be a whole lot of fun. And India is a India's a better place to host it than Chicago for, it's a, a, fun vi- for, a, for a visiting fan because you can walk places yeah. instead of take a $40 Uber. Right. The By the stadium. way, uh, last night Alexis Markowski grabbed 15 rebounds for the third time this season. Wow. So anyway, but yes, congratulations to Amy Williams. Well, we were uh, big Amy Williams fan and especially watching her on the sidelines last night. Yeah. My, wife, my wife was there and she said, I don't know how she makes the noise and I don't know anything about heels, but uh, my wife said. My wife knows a lot about heels, but she says she is able to make noises when she stomps those heels that she's wearing on the court. She's like that are so loud. I can't believe how, how loud she could make that. And I was like, I bet maybe that's why she she always sticks to them because they do not look comfortable. Reinforced steel. That's the how only explanation. What is explanation. on the bottom? How has she not broken one of those things? <laughs> she's like, we could hear it way up there, and it was a loud crowd. Uh, that, yeah, that, probably full of those uh, poppers, you know. That they, <laughs> the snap pops yeah. uh, from 4th of July yeah. during timeouts. They yep. have the uh, team managers taping on snap pops to those things. Glad to know that we're not the only ones with just a whole box, boxes and boxes of extras for those. So at least she's finding a use Th- for That's them. true. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, I just wanted to open up by just a, an, an appreciation moment for for uh, that whole team and, and uh, Coach Williams. And uh, we are... Uh, we are uh, supporting them uh, from well, we have been, but we're from from here on out uh, even more. Let's support them there by filling up that Pinnacle Bank Arena coming up the next two Sundays. Uh, all right, uh, Mark. Uh, well, like we expected, fairness ordinance uh, passes the city council. Yep, five to nothing. Tom Beckius and Richard McGinnis were not at the meeting, so uh, it was unanimous. Fairness ordinance broadens some definitions uh, and kind of aligns with, I guess, federal law. Look into it, Margaret Reist. Wasted away again in Mar- Margaret Reistville. Oh, I screwed it wow, up. Wow, almost wasted away. Journal again Star in got a, uh, an extensive article on it. Um, Ten years in the making. Council updated the municipal code. It extends protections against discrimination to include sexual orientation, gender identity, military, and veterans. So. Let me ask this. Have you heard, I haven't heard anything specific yet, but have you heard any um, inkling that there could be another petition drive coming? I know during the testimony a week ago, some of the testimony opposing this said, if it's passed, that it'll happen again. But I haven't heard anything organized. I haven't either. Uh, I would imagine now that it's passed, if it's going to happen, you'll start to hear about it pretty soon. Yes. Okay. you, You know. Nebraska Family Alliance helped mount that uh, yeah. petition the last and, and, time around, and they 
they were active in opposing it this time as well. So perhaps that'll be something that'll you know, happen I, again. I don't know with the, the, the entire shift in the political uh, realm in this city, I'm not sure it would. Uh, I, I just don't know on this one. It, it's such a, I, I don't want to say it's a polarizing issue, but for some people it really is. And, well, sure. and, yeah. and, the, and they're going back to, you know, 10 years ago and proposing that, uh, you know, they do the same thing. So there you go. Uh, Mayor will undoubtedly um, approve that. And uh, for the time being, at least, it will it will become a part of, of city ordinance. We'll see what happens uh, after that. Uh, what else we have going on this well, morning, Mark? Jeff Fortenberry's trial will be in California, and it'll be one month from today. All right. Well, March 15th. Didn't get it moved, but if this thing stays on schedule, it should be done in time with whatever outcome happens. For Fortenberry to have a little bit of time, a month or so post trial on the campaign trail, how how long would a trial like this last? A week? They, I mean, there's a lot of evidence in the in the pre trial stuff. So I don't, I don't know exactly, be, but I mean, could gonna be heard by the judge. Maybe a week. I'm not sure. It's hard to tell. I'm not super familiar. I mean, I just know in reading about the kind of the the volumes of evidence that they had and and recorded conversations and all of those sorts of things. And I don't know if they've got all the pretrial stuff that uh, worked out now when it comes to evidentiary questions that you resolve before the trial. But, yeah, you'd I think... think most, I mean, you'd I, think most of that is done if there's they've actually yeah, scheduled it. Yep. I, I, I think you're... I, I, I mean, I think you could be talking about a, a week or so. It's not that complex of a case that you're going to have just, like, tons of expert testimony and, and that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, maybe a, a week, several days, um, and then, you know, timeline there. What did you say, March 14th, a week from 15th. yesterday, 15th? So, I mean, I, uh, probably a good chance you're you're done. If it starts on time, you're done by uh, the beginning of April, and that puts you a month out. Right? A month. A month uh, out. But beware the Ides of March. Yeah. Yes. So, the, well, yeah. we'll have, uh, we'll do some trial. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to put my, my legal hat back on. Yes, you are. And we have that trial going on. And I don't know whether you saw Dr. Ken Dewey's post on uh, Facebook, I, Dewey Weather yesterday. No, I didn't. What's up? Hey, he says, big storm. Oh, no. Here we go. Uh, Here it, we go. And he says, it's probably going to miss us. It's just to the south. When, when's this? Are we, are uh, we tomorrow and into Thursday? Oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah, we knew that. Okay. I, and, and I, it's, it's by supposed- the way, a year ago tomorrow. Yeah, is the day that we hit thirty-one below zero. I know. I love every time that I mention that it's nice uh, and and I'm excited that it's not cold. There's always like there's always someone who's like, well, this you know you know we're we're so warm now. This is a continuing problem. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, maybe worldwide or something like that. But let's not act like February is like that. This in Lincoln all the time. It's it is it is garbage every year. This is like. This is the first time this month in my lifetime here has not just sucked from a weather perspective. So we can calm that down. Like this is a major trend in Lincoln, Nebraska. And we've only- last year it was last year was literally the worst weather in, imaginable for almost an entire month. It's last year, what do you expect? It was in nineteen seventeen. It was twenty twenty one. God, every time I bring it up, there's always like oh. You shouldn't be applauding this. This is a bad sign. Well, it's not really a trend or a sign. And guess what? Next year, going to suck. Probably. I'm just, I mean. (laughs) It could uh, suck yet in March. 
Uh, yeah, but we're going to be in the 60s today. I'll tell you what, it doesn't feel like it right now. No. Uh, like we're going to be in the 60s uh, today. The way, it, was, it was cold out there. You know, the, the winds, <laughs> your favorite yep. thing, they're going to be up to 40 this afternoon. So as dry as it is, any fire, uh, you know, they're cautioning. So those gusts are over oh, 40, even though it'll be out of the south. Look at Sunday. They was flirting with 70 on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, when it comes to climate data... Uh, We've been tracking data since the, what, late 1800s, you know, about 130, 40 years. We've got 10, 15 million years of data or thousands of years of data that we don't have. Just Whatever. I have one year of data, and last year it was terrible, and every year I've been in here, it's terrible. So, again, let's not act like, oh, we're always getting this, and this is not the harbinger for whether or not climate change is an issue we get to enjoy one nice february would like some rain yeah but come on it'll be warm enough to water your trees by the way okay thank you very nice all right 625 we'll take a break caleb have more on that game last night and beyond in sports on klin want today's top news stories top husker stories you can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon just sign up for the daily for free at klin.com a look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, we got uh, Jason Ball from the uh, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce coming up in about 10, 15 minutes. Joe Jordan at 710. Don't forget today's Top 5 Tuesday. Text them in to the Rick Stein Recognition text line. Those movie or TV lines that you have fully integrated into a regular part of of your daily conversations constantly. What are the what are your go-to movie lines, TV lines that you quote most frequently? I am going to have a hard time with them. First of all, because I'm going to have a hard time thinking of anything other than basically the entire script of Tommy Boy. But I am going to I'm going to make sure I've got it for you. So it'll be fun to see what people have for that. So text those in. We'll get Excuse me, we'll get into those during the 8 o'clock hour. All right, let's jump into the sound off, though. Boy, it looks like we are getting closer and closer to what a lot of people feared was going to happen with Russia and Ukraine. Senior Senior Ukrainian officials are walking back this stark warning from President Zelensky after his words sent markets tumbling. We are told that February 16th will be the day of attack. We will make it a union day. The decree has already been signed. That afternoon, we will hang national flags, put on blue-yellow ribbons, and show the world our unity. Ukrainian officials are saying the president was being ironic and sarcastic, attributing the information to foreign intelligence and media. While the U.S. says it is sharing intelligence with Ukraine in real time, both the Pentagon and State Department denied Putin has decided to invade on Wednesday. Yeah, no better time to be ironic and sarcastic, to throw out a little... Throw out, you know, a little, a little gag there, or, or you make your rhetoric <laughs> sort of hidden by saying, "Yeah, we're getting attacked, and we're getting attacked on this specific day." <laughs> what is going on? He throws that out. The Zelensky throws that out there, and then they come out later. That oh, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. It, uh, I I I don't know what the I don't think he was by the way I don't I I mean I think there is a lot of like there is a lot of intelligence out there uh, in terms of what's going to happen going forward so 
Um, but my goodness, that was that was bizarre. And and crazy thing is that name sound familiar to you? Ukraine Zelensky. Remember that whole thing with the with the first impeachment of Trump and the phone call and it was the beautiful phone call and then the the transcripts and and all of all of that stuff. I mean, I I'd kind of forgotten about that stuff. Seems like a uh, seems like a long time ago. Isn't it Zelensky brake pads? Yeah. Th- speaking of Tommy Boy, it's the only <laughs> thing I can think of. I was going to come to Zelensky, the auto parts king. I make car parts for the American working family because that's who I am and that's who I care about. <laughs> I thought about that every time when Zelensky came up during that uh, during that whole thing. But uh, but yeah, in in all seriousness, it looks like this week something is going to happen and. Man, I don't know. I I don't. I, I can't even quite imagine what the entire uh, the entire fallout from this whole thing is is going to be. But it seems like intelligence worldwide is starting to point to that that uh, perhaps tomorrow. And you know, I don't even know what the time difference. Who knows? Maybe by by the end of today here in the United States, we're we're watching this and talking about this happening. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on? Uh, this was uh, interesting yesterday. So this accounting firm that has been um, working with Trump and the Trump organization yesterday put out a, a public statement that they are essentially cutting ties going forward. And it, it, we'll get we'll get into maybe some of the implications of that here in just a second. The accounting firm that prepared 10 years of former President Trump's financial statements has informed the Trump organization those statements should no longer be relied upon and that it's severing ties with Trump and his company. In a letter made public, Mazars USA said it reached its conclusions based on revelations from the New York Attorney General's probe into the Trump organization, its own internal investigation and information it received. The AG's office claims Trump and his company regularly misstated the value of properties to get loans and tax benefits. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Okay, um, so a lot of potential ramifications for this when you kind of you kind of unpack it um to what degree does that mean that Mazars is now working with the new york attorney general on this thing by the way that's a civil probe it, that new york attorney general probe that's going on there but to me the thing that i thought about even even more than that was okay don't you have and and maybe you guys and gals who are more deeply into finance than i am can can help me out and, and clarify this for me, but doesn't that mean that these financials that you've been using for a decade to 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 go to loans, to go to investors, to go to I don't know insurance companies, to all of these places, does that mean that those loans, in a whole lot of cases, are going to be due on demand, or there isn't going to be access to some of the liquid assets that they would have had? During this time, I mean that that seems unbelievably significant, and the, and then difficult for from an organizational perspective going forward with with creditors. Uh, so we'll see. But the financial—I mean, I'm not even talking political stuff stuff, but um, from the from the financial from the corporate side of that thing, that could make things really messy really quickly. Uh, we've all seen it, man. Gas prices. Oh. 
And, and and the thing about it in Lincoln is, you know, a lot of people will will go to the uh, will go to the membership clubs, the the Sam's, the Costco, because they mark theirs down a little bit. It's often the cheapest place you can find it. But now, if you want to do that, you're unless you go at find a non prime time to go, you're going to be waiting in some lines to actually get it there at this point. So. Any relief in sight? Well, maybe not. We are seeing crude oil go up in price, and it's now trading at over $90 a barrel. But everyone is concerned that it could go higher with the Ukraine crisis potentially looming. We could be looking at $100 per barrel sometime soon. Gas prices are one of the biggest drivers of inflation, and we are seeing increases at prices on the pump all across the U.S. The national average for a gallon of regular is $3.48 today, up nearly a dollar from a year ago. And experts say this could be higher in the coming months. My goodness. Well, doesn't it usually, in, in, in a lot of previous years, it starts to peak out around Memorial Day with with the changes in demand and and obviously the the seasonal things that happen with that entire process as well and so whew, if it's if it's continuing to go up from here that's going to start to get very significant i think in in a lot of people's budgets and i know there was that proposal bouncing around in washington dc to essentially suspend the gas tax for the year but that that's been tried before and they haven't been able to do it even if there is some bipartisan backing to the entire thing um all right well gee, time for some good news uh, yeah time for yeah. some some good don't normally it's pretty rare on this uh in the last couple of years where i'm like time for some good news okay let's get to the sound clip about covid but the way things continue to trend in the country is largely a positive one. As daily Omicron cases continue to drop, bipartisan consensus is growing among the nation's governors to lift mask mandates. Colorado Democrat Jared Polis says individuals should take voluntary precautions based on their own risk and comfort levels. And the truth is, if you're at risk, and I use my parents as an example, they're 77 and my mom has some respiratory conditions. Yes, they do wear medical grade masks when they're out around others, but that should be an individual decision based on the science and the data. The CDC continues to recommend masking in indoor public settings where transmission is substantial or high, which still includes most of the country. In Atlanta, well, Jonathan Siri, I mean, Fox News. Th- these governors, even these, I mean, these governors, and there are some who have, you know, never been doing the mandates, but even some of them that that had been for a time aren't really following the CDC on on this anymore, uh, which is is kind of an interesting dynamic with where the cdc is right now on this entire thing but man you can see i know uh washington dc well washington dc they just said they're pulling out some of the vaccination requirements now that they had had for indoor buildings and some of these places that had strong requirements for master vaccines i just boy with a trend around the country it is i think it's going to be increasingly hard for for lincoln to keep this going much more past this week and and I think at this point it's probably the right thing to do for a lot of reasons. And again, there's a lot of places that won't really change all that much from what the current level of, of masking or not masking is. And, and that's kind of the reason I've said what I have on this in the past before. But we will see. We will see uh, next week if this is something that is going to go on beyond, what, February 22nd? Is that the day? I've got all these dates in my head right now. I believe it's the end of next week that this is scheduled to expire with the current mask mandate. Uh, all right, a couple of other little things that I wanted to uh, wanted to get to here. Now, now you, you perhaps heard about some of the 
the haggling and and goings on with the relationships between restaurants and third party apps that are delivery, uh, your DoorDashes, your Grubhub, your Uber Eats, whoever that it is, and those fees. In fact, Lincoln City Council took up this issue during the pandemic in terms of whether or not there should be limits on on some of those fees. Well, now some of the bigger restaurants are making individual agreements with the third-party apps that set their pricing, their situation, their services completely separate than ones that they haven't contracted with specifically. And most notable one that's in the news today is McDonald's and DoorDash. DoorDash will charge McDonald's late fees if drivers wait more than four minutes. It will also charge McDonald's a lower base commission. The Wall Street Journal says the terms are part of a new contract that took effect late last year. DoorDash is making changes to improve efficiency and cut losses. It earns money by charging restaurants a commission on every order and separately charging customers a delivery fee. DoorDash also negotiated for McDonald's to cover the cost of refunds caused by restaurant mistakes. Ginny Cosola, Fox News. Interesting. That that last part is really interesting. So McDonald's bears the risk of their... I guess I assume that was that was always the case in these situations. Right, but it's kind of a it's kind of an interesting arrangement that you've that you've got there for these restaurants to to uh, and, and and just being on the app. I assume is is there's some level of a of a standard contract. It's like joining you know Facebook or or something mm-hmm. like that that you agree to those terms and you agree to the fees as the restaurants. And I'd be curious as we get into Munch Madness. I would love to talk more to some of the local restaurants that are in much badness about just that that relationship how what that's looked like how it's changed things has it been mm-hmm. beneficial um and 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 a whole lot of things going on with that only 3 days until the selection show 3 days until Ooh. selection so much we're blowing the thing out much madness brought to you this year by University of Nebraska Credit Federal Credit Union excuse me we'll be uh, putting 64 teams in the bracket you got to help us pick which ones though and we're going to end on this one this is a cool story you ever you ever do those things Caleb in elementary school where you uh, where you like, maybe they don't do this as much more, but we would, I went to Holmes Elementary and I went to Morley, but at Holmes, we put notes in balloons uh-huh. and we went outside and we said, this is from Lincoln, Nebraska. If you get oh, this yeah, back, yeah, yeah. We, we did that send, in like send it back third, second or third or, grade, or, or other things that are, that are like that. Well, uh, this is kind of a more large scale example of this, but some kids in New Hampshire set out a boat and put it in the ocean. <gasps> Well, guess what? Some students at Rye Junior High School in New Hampshire launched a six-foot-long boat, christened the Rye Riptides, back in October of 2020. They first loaded it with artwork, photos, autumn leaves, and state quarters. They equipped it with a GPS tracking device, too, before sending it into the Atlantic. Over the next 462 days, it pinged here and there, once off the coast of Ireland. On February 1st, after an 8,300-mile odyssey, the vessel, what was left of it, came ashore on an island just off of Norway. Carol Nunchik, the student who found it, brought it to school where it was opened and its contents eagerly examined by he and his classmates. A phone call with their counterparts in New Hampshire is forthcoming. Karen McHugh, Fox News. Isn't that awesome? Okay, that is incredible. <laughs> that is so Man, there must have been a good How did that boat survive? 8,000 plus miles a year and a half. It's made out of whatever Amy Williams heels are made out of. That's the only explanation. All right, 6.52. We'll take a break. Uh, we got Jason Ball coming up next on KLI. 
and economic conversation for our city and upcoming events with the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce on LNK Today. All right, Tuesday morning time to uh, jump in with uh, Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Morning, Jason. How are you doing today? Hey, good morning, Jack. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. Good. Good to uh, good to have you with us. Um, all right, let's jump into some of the things going on uh, with the uh, chamber again. Back in person again. You got the annual meeting coming up, and uh, got a got a cool guest too. Tell us about what's going to be happening there. Yeah, we are so excited to celebrate our business community this year, and we've got a special guest speaker, Molly Fletcher who has, uh, uh, has been a famous sports agent, is now a consultant and inspirational speaker. But when she was in her sports agent phase of her career, she worked with the likes of, of Doc Rivers, uh, Tom Izzo, or many people will recognize Aaron Andrews from Fox Sports. She's worked with all cool. those folks, and it's going to be an amazing time. Very, very nice. So that's uh, that's gonna be cool. That's a Lincoln Cornhusker Marriott. Uh, let, let's get into um, let's get into what's going on in the legislature. I don't think I've had a chance to talk to you yet about some of the priorities from from a chamber perspective. I know there is a bill out there right now that has to do with with uh, corporate income tax rates, individual income tax rates, and those sorts of things. Tell us kind of as you as you start to take a look at this legislative session, uh, which is kind of getting to the meat of it right now. Uh, where the chamber is on on these kinds of bills and how it impact uh, people here locally. Yeah, happy to. Jack, there's there's a pair of bills that we are very active in supporting on behalf of uh, both our citizens and uh, our, our corporate citizens. That's LB 939 related to corporate tax rates uh, reduction and LB 938, which is related to individual tax rate reduction. And and uh, without getting too deep into the weeds and putting everybody back to sleep. People love tax talk in the morning with <laughs> breakfast. They love tax code talk is where it's at in talk radio. I've been told that many times. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I will. I will tell them that it's a state competitiveness issue uh, for us uh, right now. Uh, Nebraska uh, is surrounded by states that have more competitive tax rates, except uh, for I believe Colorado. And right now, Iowa has a bill uh, poised to take their individual tax rate down to four percent over a period of time. Mm. And so what's what's been what's been uh, proposed is over a five year period reducing the individual tax rate from around six point eight percent down to closer to five point eight percent. Right now, here's the thing that that we really want people to keep in mind: every time they hear tax rate reduction, it sounds like uh, oh, it's only going to benefit rich people. Um, that's not the case in Nebraska because all of us start paying at the highest uh, marginal tax rate, that six point eight four percent starting for a single filer at 32000 and a joint filing family at uh, 64000 And so it, it, it's a low bar that citizens begin to pay at that highest rate. This is going to benefit a lot of uh, uh, middle class and uh, income families. And, and, and I assume you, this is something that the Chamber thinks is, is vital in, in just kind of being competitive with those surrounding states that you mentioned. Absolutely. I mean, when people are looking at where they can go and live or when companies are evaluating uh, where they want to plunk down a business, they're certainly taking these types of factors into account along with uh, many others. We think it's very important to, to keep our state uh, successful. Hey, real quick, I've got a minute left. We've talked several times about uh, Chapter 11, the, the Fairness Ordinance. Uh, city Council passes it last night. Just some, some reaction to you and, and kind of what the future is now going forward after the City Council has acted. 
Yeah, uh, well, Jack, uh, predictions are difficult, especially about the future, as Yogi Berra said. Um, (laughs) You know, we we saw the council pass the Chapter 11 ordinance. Uh, You know, that was something everyone really predicted was going to happen. Uh, There are rumors about groups wanting to go out and do a petition drive, put it back on the ballot. Uh, right now, we're just kind of waiting to see how things develop. And if people want to engage in that, I, that is their prerogative. The Chamber's perspective on the content of uh, those Chapter 11 uh, changes uh, to be more inclusive and a welcoming community, uh, being good for the economy, uh, will not change. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, Jason, always enjoy talking to you. We'll uh, we'll check in again next week, all right? Thanks so much, Jack. Have a great day. There you go, Jason Balls, Lincoln, Chamber of Commerce. All right, coming up, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska, Morning Drive, count down the five things you're talking about. Get in our Top 5 Tuesday conversation. Those movie lines or TV lines that are a constant part of your repertoire, I'm sure your family can tell you them and your friends and your coworkers if you can't think of them yourself. It's 7 o'clock on KLIN Lincoln. KLIN. All right, 710, 27 degrees in the capital city. I'm, I'm tell you what, it is, like, it's a cargo shorts type day, but I don't know. That wind is only at ten miles an hour, but I thought it was. I wasn't quite ready for uh, for. That. I've obviously been wussified weather-wise by what February's done so far. So here I am. The high is going to be sixty-two. I'm like it's a little cold for me today, but uh, nonetheless, heads up uh, while you while you go out. You know what you can. There's a there's a thing you can wear, Caleb. Like when you put different things on top top of each other, and you can adjust during there. What's I forget what that's called. Layers. 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 All right, there we go. Wear layers today. <laughs> Joe Jordan, a News Channel Nebraska, joins us here on this Tuesday morning. Morning, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm good, Jack. I'm good. Are I you, live with 60 degrees. I'm I was going to say, are you, yeah, are you like me? I am, I, I keep I keep tweeting and talking on the air about how pleasantly surprised I am by this weather in February because people, people may forget last year, February was like 80 below the entire winter. We got 47 inches of snow. I mean, I'm uh, I, listen. I don't know why it's happening. I don't know if it's going to happen. I don't know if this is sort of, sort of the harbinger of global warming. I don't. What I, I I'm just taking what I'm getting and I'm being positive about it. So that's all I'm trying to do right now. I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, if you, if if uh, life gives you uh, lemons in the form of great weather, make lemonade. Uh, all right. So you've been doing a little. Uh, you've been doing a little investigative work here on uh, on some campaign finance issues that uh, I found I found really interesting. Let's um, let's start with what um, what's kind of blowing up a little bit right now as it pertains to the voter ID ballot measure, which I, I presume will will eventually get on the ballot and go to a vote of the people. They've been gathering signatures on this one. Is I mean, the first time I saw it was at the Garth Brooks concert last August. Tell us, uh, tell us what your research found out about this one first. It was a real under-the-radar situation. Going through a variety of different uh, campaign finance disclosure reports, uh, I, usually you expect to see pretty much the norm. But when I went through the uh, the finance reports for the folks who are pushing for voter ID, the thing that immediately jumped out at me was they'd raised $377,000. That, that seems legit, you know, pretty normal. Sure. 376000 of that came from one person, Governor Ricketts' mother. The other $1,000 came from Hal Dobbs. So basically, the voter ID drive, the petition drive, is being, you know, paid for by the governor's mom. That's really it. Without that money... And they've shelled out, I think, close to $270,000 for the uh, group that's 
gathering signatures for them, a company out of uh, Kansas City. Without that $376,000 from uh, uh, the governor's mom, there is no petition drive. I mean, it, it just wouldn't exist. And I, I think as we all have come to learn, if you don't pay for petitioners to get out on the streets and gather signatures for you, the odds of you making it to the ballot diminish rapidly. Sure. Uh, so, in effect, uh, and I've had there have been comments, uh, you know, on social media, as, as you know, Mrs. Ricketts doesn't even you know live in Nebraska anymore. I think they live in Wyoming. Uh, why is she Why is she paying for this? And then, of course, the, re- the retorts are, well, it's really you know Governor Ricketts doing it. Uh, his mom just disguising it for him. Uh, I don't know the answer to those questions, but I do know that uh, without that money, there would probably be no petition drive for voter ID in Nebraska right now. The the thing, the thing that. Uh, was most stunning for me in, in your report was not necessarily that that, that contribution. I mean, p- and people may have different opinions on that, but that was particularly surprising. It was just that it that it accounts for like ninety nine point seven percent of all of it. Like, there's a Dob threw in a thousand bucks. Other than that, there's nothing else. Seriously, that's it. Yes, Hal Dob threw in a thousand dollars. It was a couple of weeks after uh, the, the the other surprising thing was. Uh, the Marlene Ricketts donation contribution was made in July of last year. So it's, you know, and it hasn't been hidden. It just nobody, me included, nobody had looked at it for, you know, forever. And uh, now it's out there and now it's making news. Which uh, just coincidentally, oddly, that I noted that I started to see the petition push for the signatures on that Garth Brooks concert, which I think was in, I believe it was in August, a few weeks after those donations, the the Marlene Ricketts one and the Hal Dobb one was on July 26th, according to your reporting, 13th for the uh, Marlene Ricketts one. And so that, uh, I mean, that obviously got things going here in the in the weeks after that. Yeah, if you, if you go in, I didn't include it in the story, but if you go further into the weeds on the reporting, uh, I think it was, uh, maybe it was August or September when the uh, group in Kansas City got their first check uh, from the voter ID folks, probably fifty, sixty thousand dollars to get this thing rolling, and they've had, you know, similar. They've gotten similar checks, you know, every month, every other month between October and now uh, to continue to uh, push those signature uh, signatures. The bottom line right now is, you know, of course, the question is, well, how many signatures do they have? And all I was told by a spokesperson for the group was that they're not revealing the exact number, but they are, quote, on track. And they need roughly 124,000 valid signatures. Uh, nobody really, you don't really know the date or the number, rather, until the, the, the petitions are filed, because it depends on how exactly how many registered voters there are in the state at that time. And it's a percentage of that as to how many they need for the, uh, to make it to the ballot. So, but, but in effect, 124,000 names and the group tells me that they are quote on track to get that number. Yeah. I, I assume they probably would now, but this isn't unprecedented. I mean, the reason I said I wasn't surprised is, and I just had to look this up again, but I recalled on the, the, the death penalty petition drive to reinstate the death penalty. There was a lot of hubbub about the governor himself contributing right. to that. And there's, uh, there's, I mean, I'm seeing reports of depending on 200 or $300,000 somewhere in that range to the, to the death penalty petition. So he's done that before personally while he was governor. Right. So, right. I, I, so, I'm, and, so, I mean, I guess that could have happened here too. I don't, I don't know how much that materially changes anything, but it wouldn't be unprecedented. No, the difference would have been, it's just, 
I mean, maybe our president is the governor's mom making a $376,000 contribution. Uh, True. Governor Ricketts has, has uh, clearly uh, opened up his check uh, checkbook before. And, uh, and, and you know, he's, I don't know that he's ever formally uh, said he's on board with voter ID, but I think he has looked favorably upon it in the past. Yeah, well, I'm going to guess he is. Yeah. Uh, well, just from, from previous, I'm going to guess he is, but now I'm sure he uh, he probably is on, on board with that. So that's one part of this. Then the other uh, other part of the research that you've done with your uh, investigative work has to do with the funding of the Brett Lindstrom campaign. Now, I was not as familiar with kind of the backstory here, and so you may have to spell it out for, for me and some of our listeners, but from my understanding, you're reporting there there is a, a company top uh, a company that uh, has their top management who is doing a lot of the significant funding of the Lindstrom campaign, and that company's been in a little bit of, of hot water because of what, a disruption on, on an airplane in, at, at Epley? T- tell us what's going on here. Well, that's sort of the backstory to the to the Lindstrom finance story. A company in Omaha, it's called Builder Trend, and it's basically a software company that touts itself as a software company that helps builders use software to make their job easier. So they're out in the field and they're able to use software de- developed by this Builder Trend company to make their job uh, more efficient. And uh, they say they've got like a million customers around the country, around the world, rather. So that's that's who Builder Trend is. A week and a half ago, there was an incident at Epley Airfield, where the World Herald did some uh, good reporting on this, whereby some 30 or 40 people who worked for Builder Trend uh, had apparently uh, been, and I don't know how many of the 30 or 40, but some of them had apparently been uh, drinking too much, got on board a Delta Airlines flight, uh, started creating some chaos on board, and one uh, employee uh, was accused of using the N-word to a black female uh, flight attendant for Delta. That person was, uh, and other people were removed from the plane as well. That person was eventually fired by the company, and the company issued an apology. Well, during all of that, uh, as I came to learn that three of those company executives had already, almost uh, nine or ten months ago, they had contributed to uh, Senator Lindstrom's campaign for governor. In and of itself, that's probably not a big deal. But there's three people uh, in these top executives. Two of them each gave $100,000 to Lindstrom. The third, uh, and these are all co-founders of the company, the third gave uh, Senator Lindstrom $1 million. Whoa! Now, I've looked at lots of campaign reports over the years. Usually a campaign contribution of that amount only comes from the individual who is running himself. So if, for instance, uh, Charles Herbster, you know, made a million dollar contribution to his own campaign, which I think he's done more than a million dollars. But then that's when you see those million dollar contributions. Rarely, and I'm not sure I've ever seen one, to be honest with you, but it's certainly rare that you will see one person, just, you know, somebody out in, the, out in Nebraska there handing somebody else a million dollars to, to, <laughs> for their campaign. And of that, so you've got $1.2 million total, $200,000 contributions and $1 million contribution, $1.2 million to Lindstrom's campaign, which has, according to their latest campaign reports, had raised $1.6 million. So most of 75% it. of Lindstrom's campaign cash yeah. came from three people, basically one person, an individual. Huh. 
Okay, yeah. I, I, when I, I read your story and I saw that number, and you actually touched touched uh, on it a little bit later in the report that that one million because that jumped out at me right away. I was like, one is that is that the well? The, I will be norm? honest with you. When I was going through the reports and I saw that, the first thing that hit me was that's got to be a typo. <laughs> they must have added a zero. I'm, I'm not kidding you. That's what I thought. And so then I, what I did was. I, I checked the report again, and I added up all the contributions just to figure, okay, if they, if they made a mistake here, it'll show up. Well, when I added up all the contributions, it, then it came to $1.6 million. That included the $1 million from that one individual. So it wasn't, it wasn't a typo, as I initially thought it was probably going to be a typo, because I've never seen it before. So what was the the kind of aftermath of of whatever exactly happened on this uh on this plane at, uh, at Epley was this, this was just recently that this happened correct? Yes, and the company reacted relatively quickly. As I said, they fired one individual according to this statement that they released uh just a couple of days after this whole thing hit the ceiling. Uh according to the statement they were still investigating and still trying to figure out, I guess, if anybody else was going to be released by the company. But as far as we know right now, one person fired and the company's still investigating and apologizing for what took place. Let me uh, let me ask you this. With with that, you know, that million-dollar donation that it gets up to what, what you said, 1.6 or 1.8 total, how how far away is that still in terms of, of fundraising from the, the Pillins and the Herbsters of the world uh, for this race? It's still a good $3.5 million off. I think Pillin, the last time we looked, was $5.5 million, and Herbster was right around $5 million. I think that's right. So... A million and at one point six from from Herbster. I'm, I'm sorry, from Lindstrom. So he's still three and a half million short of those guys. Wow. What I don't. Know, this is a. Why do people donate a million dollars to campaigns? Well, like what? What? That's, what I mean, that's that, a good question. Like what do you? I don't. I don't have the answer to that yet. That's a heck of a good question. But I mean, even just general. I mean, I guess, and I know you don't necessarily have the answer, but that's the first. The first thing I think is like, boy, what? I mean, it feels like you're. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess maybe you're really motivated, really think this thing, this person is going to be the right, the right person to lead Nebraska. But man, that's well, a lot. That's a lot, know, Joe. We both know when someone gives a million dollars to their own campaign, as has been done by, you know, Mister and some are accusing Herbster of trying to buy his own, right. buy his own election. So if if, a, if an outside, if a third party gives you, or I guess it's a second party. Anyways, uh, if, if, if another person un, you know, unrelated to your campaign or your family gives you a million dollars, you've got to, you've got to wonder what, what their interest is. Could they just be really good friends? I suppose. Uh, but it, it certainly raises that question that you're raising. Well, I appreciate you going through all these financial disclosure forms and then just coming on the air instead of me having to go through the financial <laughs> forms and report on this myself. So, you know, you, you get the glory, but I get to share a little bit in it by having you on because that sounds terrible. That, uh, that I mean, man, I have a heart. I got to take my glasses off to, to look at my phone anymore these days. Going through those numbers, I think they'd glaze over. So uh, great reporting, Joe. We, we appreciate having you on and look forward to talking to you again next week. All right. Thank you, Jack. I really appreciate it. Take there you care. Go. Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. 724. Take a break. Caleb got sports. Big night for Husker women's basketball. He's got some great numbers for you, too, on what this team's resume looks like right now on KLIN. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com to get today's top local and Husker news sent straight to your email. KLIN.
right, 739. It is morning drive time. Time to get you equipped for the day of discussions. Let's get this out of here. Number five. Unlike a decade ago, the Lincoln City Council yesterday updated the municipal code and extended protections against discrimination on sexual orientation, gender identity, veteran military status. Uh, the council, uh, uh, the ordinance was put forth by Councilwoman Sandra Washington. We've been having news stories throughout the day. Uh, Richard McGinnis, Tom Beckis were absent from the meeting, so the unanimous vote was five to nothing. Um, there you go. That's, it's a so, nutshell. J- just a little history. This is what we expected in terms of the outcome. Uh, that was not a surprise. And the mayor is expected and to the, sign it. I mean, the mayor testified in favor of it, so yep. I think we know where, where she is on this. And so it, it, it will happen that way. Now, don't don't forget this process 10 years ago went down the beginning of this road but did not finish as there was a petition drive that was designed to take it off the books but it did not ever get exercised into law i think you know and and it's interesting i'm sure i had conversations with mayor beitler during that time about this whole thing i should go back and and listen to what he said exactly about that but it's hard i i, I mean this is me speculating a bit, but I think the idea was at that time, man, this is going to look even worse for us from the mayor from the mayor's position at that time if we put this in a law and then our voters come out and reject it. And that was even less desirable for them than to not have the ordinance on the book. Fast forward 10 years, comes up again, a little bit of a different one. Um, some of the same things, but there's, there's more in the changes that are made. Uh, interesting anti-discrimination stuff, but still does contain probably those ones that are most controversial in terms of the public testimony having to do with, like you said, gender identity and sexual orientation. And now it's, it is going to be signed into law, barring something completely wildly unforeseen. So then the next question is, do you have a repeat of what happened 10 years ago? Is there another campaign um, that tries to keep this uh, or tries to get this back off the book? And, and get that on the ballot. I Nobody seems to know the answer to that right now. There hasn't been any reporting. I know the Nebraska Family Alliance had this headed this up 10 years ago. They've been active in opposing it. I'd be kind of surprised if there wasn't one, to be honest. At oh. this point, the fascinating thing, frankly, is if it would have how that would fare in the if put to the people for a vote. Because there must have been some inkling in 2012 I don't know if it was polling. I don't know if it was something else. There must have been some inkling that if this went to the polls, it may not stand up. Has that changed? Was that the case originally? And gut reaction is, Mark, gut reaction, if this is a city vote, this thing's staying on the books. I could be wrong. I, predicting. No, I, I, I think you probably are right there. Uh, and, and proponents point out that this basically codifies federal law now in the local right. ordinance uh, because many of these things are already addressed in federal law now it's dangerous i've predicted elections wrong in the past and so maybe i'll but given given what i know of of lincoln as an entire voting block for who votes in these sorts of elections i tend to think that it would be getting it overturned i mean you probably can get the signatures but getting it overturned i just I don't yeah, and it, I don't know I don't know if it'll if they'll find it worth their worth their time just to to put in the money to cuz you got to pay like we just talked about Joe Jordan you got to have 
money to to get signature gatherers and and all of these sorts of well, things. Well, evidently that's underway, according to our text line. That has just uh, we've had two reports now that the Nebraska Family Alliance is going to file paperwork today, and the uh, Lancaster County Republican Party reportedly okay. sent an email this morning. So, all right, well, there you uh, go. Breaking not, news. I, I have not seen that, but uh, appreciate. Did they take me off their list again? Doggone it! Lancaster County Republican Party. I got big. I have. I have really extensive junk mail filters here too, so that may be an issue. Okay, well. So anyway, that's, we, we will see. I think they'll get. Uh, I then, like I said, I, I would. I would expect, like even before I knew that, I would expect that this this is going to happen. But what will really be fascinating is. How the city of Lincoln would vote on on something like this, but it appears it appears that this current administration does not share the concern of the scenario ten years ago right. that the administration did. That according to I'm going to go back and listen to some of those interviews ten years ago. According to uh, what we received on the text line, uh, there is going to be a uh, meeting tonight uh, in part the Nebraska Family Alliance, but 6:45 meeting tonight. At the uh, Lancaster County Republican Party monthly meeting, that's at 151 North 8th Street, okay. um, at 6:45. So, all right, that's what we're hearing. Well, no, no, that so it sounds like that is the case. That's what I figured was eventually happening. I I knew it hadn't been completely publicly formalized yet, but it sounds like some people in the know are uh, are confirming that. So, here we go. Petition buckle, drives. Buckle up. Buckle up. That'll be a, that'll be an interesting campaign. But like like said. Got to have some dough to do that. Got to have some dough to get that petition drive going. All right, moving on. Number four. Judge rejected Representative Fortenberry's attempt to move his trial here to Nebraska from California. The ruling really kind of a setback. The nine-term Republican is accused of uh, lying to federal authorities, investigating an illegal campaign contribution from a foreign national back in 2016. Defense attorneys asked the judge to transfer the trial. Um... Prosecutors opposed the request, arguing Fortenberry's lawyers were venue shopping for a potentially friendlier and more Republican-leaning jury pool in Nebraska. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's the, that's argument. the argument you make when someone's trying to sure. change venue. Usually, so the judge said, even even though there was kind of some, I don't know if like dicta is the right word, but the judge had indicated that perhaps if it was an issue of of convenience there were some scenarios where he would consider moving this did not see that to be the case here so it will stay there and so now here's this how this timeline sets up mark okay uh, a week from today or excuse me a month from today yep. this trial is set to get started were it to start on time on march 15th and you never know but were it to start on time and you assume I don't know how long this trial is going to be. I'm, I'm assuming they can get it done in a week. In a week, sure. but there's no that's, jury selection. That, that's me guessing a little bit, but just sort of judging from you know what kind of evidence. It, 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 these trials that take a long time, as we have a million experts that are pulled in for expert testimony, and I don't know. Although I know Fortenberry wanted to bring one up on on age and memory, but I still think you're probably talking a week, a little more than a week. Um, max on this whole thing. So, the the, the threading of the needle that Fortenberry is going to try and do politically here is to go to trial, get it done on that March fifteenth thing, get acquitted according to the plan, okay, and you're acquitted, you're scot free by April first. Then you've got April first 
about five weeks at that point to campaign as the guy who beat the charges from the federal government was unfairly targeted by the federal government. And now here I am, full force again, running for this congressional seat. And hopefully, uh, from his position, getting a boost in fundraising for that last stretch and kind of doing that whole, hey, I made it through this thing. I need to be the one who represents you in Congress. Yeah, and, and, and that I mean, that's the, that, that's the... That's the that's the plan. That's got to be the plan at this point. It doesn't seem rocket like, scientists seems, to tell you that, but seems like a likely scenario. And of course, if he's quitted, that's going to be a huge campaign um, boost for him, as being able to say, "Hey, again, this was a false uh, charge." The the issue is though for him is he's going up against a candidate who's well funded, who has name recognition, who's got a, a broadish base. I think compared to some Republicans in the state. He's got a tough opponent. I mean, there's there there's no doubt about it. That's the I mean, even if things go according to plan, that's still if you thread the needle on all of those things, that's still the wrench that gets thrown in this. But at some point, frankly, at some point, you gotta make sure you're not convicted. Right? Because at, at, at the the not running for your whatever eighth term in the house or, or whatever it is kind of pales in comparison at some point to well, yeah, I mean, if you're, everything that comes along with being convicted in this if, case. If, you were, if he's convicted of a felony, I don't believe he can serve. Well, yeah, there's a there, there are, yeah, the, yeah, the House seat seems like a somewhat minor thing in the whole deal if, uh, if there is a conviction on this. Number three. Well, they may not have uh, Ukraine to discuss in the campaign before long. The reports this morning that Russia says some of its 130,000 troops participating in military exercises are going home. Really? Yeah, that's what they're saying. Uh, the Kremlin may not be planning to invade imminently. Uh, no further details. Just a few hours before the Russian Defense Ministry statement, a U.S. defense official said Russian units were moving closer to the border, not away from it. So yeah. getting conflicting uh, reports. Well, I mean, come on. It's, if you're taking Russia at you know at face value on what they're saying about this right now I got a I got a bridge over Holmes Lake to sell you really I didn't realize you were a real estate yeah, investor yeah I, I am I want you I want to play I know I played this in the sound off already Mark but you weren't in on this did you hear the comments from the uh, uh, from the Ukrainian president Zelensky, yes, about the, and then the way that they backtrack. Just just take a listen to this this report. This is crazy. So listen to what he's saying about an incoming invasion and, and the specificity of it, and then how they walk it back. Senior Ukrainian officials are walking back this stark warning from President Zelensky after his words sent markets tumbling. We are told that February 16th will be the day of attack. We will make it a union day. The decree has already been signed. That afternoon, we will hang national flags, put on blue-yellow ribbons, and show the world our unity. Ukrainian officials are saying the president was being ironic and sarcastic, attributing the information to foreign intelligence and media. Okay. Hmm. No, no. I was just kidding, oh, everyone. It, uh, hey. <laughs> hey. By the way, the dude is a former comedian. And actor. And, yep. and, and, and actor. I know this because he was on that call that was getting all the headlines like three years ago with, uh, <laughs> with remember Trump. that, with Trump. In Soviet Russia, joke make you. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> 
I mean, that is no. Can you imagine if your leader says, "Hey, we were told in the United States. Oh, hey, by the way, the country getting invaded on Thursday. That's the exact day. <laughs> so we're gonna, you know, all pull together and we're gonna we're gonna wear our red, white, and blue and be arm in arm. And then uh, a few hours later." State Department comes out, the, the White House staff comes out and said, oh, you know, that was just sarcastic. <laughs> well, I'm in my bunker at this point. Jeez, Actually, I can see that happening in this country. <laughs> what a bizarre deal. The, the, the rhetoric from not just the Ukrainians, but from United States intelligence and other... I don't know. It sounds like it's happening, Mark. Ukrainian defense minister this morning, I just heard it here in the newsroom, said, you know, he's going to believe the Russians when he sees them leaving. Yeah, that's. I think that's I probably think, how you have to operate. Moving on. Number two. Husker women's basketball are already one of the most dangerous, unranked teams in the country with a top 10 victory last night. 72-55 over number five, Indiana. Ooh. Hey, they absolutely... Turned it on in the fourth quarter last night. Indiana was Whoa. frustrated. Hey, things it was- started to get tight, and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, you were up by 12. Oh, it's getting closer. Now it's six. Now it's five. Now it's four. And then, oh, wait, here's a 17 to nothing run. Caleb, it's it's almost like during during the height of volleyball season, but I get I kind of darkly relish this moment <laughs> of being in favor of the team that is doing the frustrating yes. instead of being the one who is frustrated and l- watching them get teed up, right? And watching right. them yes. angry at the officials. It, it's like so it's so, so you It's such a fun oh, it yes. makes me warm. I like So what happens? I like is winning. We watch you watch football, you watch men's basketball. When things are going well, in the back of your head you're going Something has to go wrong. Right. You watch volleyball, think in the uh, regional final right. at Texas. You watch women's basketball over the course something's, of this year. Even in games that they've lost, you're watching it going, something's going, something, right. something's going to go right. Yeah. They're going to do something big here. And they did last night. Hybe took over in that fourth quarter. You have Shelly dropping her defender, hitting a three. Bella Cravens grabbing boards, getting putbacks all over Bella the place. Alexis night. Markowski staying out of foul trouble. They... They roughed her oh up a gosh. little bit, and she stayed in that game and got her fifth double double of the year. You uh, and, and you'll pull, uh, you'll uh, take Cotney uh, uh, again during the sports cast yes. coming up to the eight o'clock hours. Call of that Jazz Shelley dagger three. If you can see the highlight, if you get a chance to watch a highlight of it, just watch Amy Williams on the sideline when that whole thing goes down. You want to play it now? Yeah, listen to the, the dagger three. Sam Hybe in double figures with ten and handles the ball near Broken Bow on the painted State of Nebraska logo. 406 to go, 62-48 Huskers. The 14-point lead, their biggest. Shelley will take a three and buries it. You betcha. What a big time hit. Amy Williams pumping her fist. Whoa, Jazz Shelley, you got Whoa. <laughs> Williams running down the side, like pumping her fist. Then she decides to get the crowd. He's on, she's running in those high heels down the sideline. You, you, you know, oh they, s- they say imitation, imitation is the greatest uh, type of flattery. Yeah. I'll believe you're really this this uh, jazzed up about oh, women's geez. basketball when you wear high heels to work. <laughs> Listen, I, I tweeted this at Amy Williams heels a little for while the Huskers. ago. I tweeted this at Amy Williams. She somehow makes a sound that penetrates anything with those high heels on that wood floor. Half of my life parenting is trying to get kids to hear me through earbuds. If she wants to lend me a pair that maybe she's not using or is out of season, that I can just bang on my wood floors. I don't know if I have to put them on or not. 
I'd be more than willing because I need some <laughs> I need some sound makers that permeate earbuds. Like I said earlier, it's contract extension time. <laughs> All right, let's finish it up. Number one. Now check out uh, Dewey Weather on Facebook. Uh, our climate guru around here, Dr. Kim Dewey, one of them. Rusty Dawkins, the other. Uh, this storm moving through the center part of the country going to just skid by us to the south, according to Dr. Dewey, tomorrow into Thursday. Still narrow, chopping off weeks. Chopping off weeks. And uh, we're going to be flirting with 70 on Sunday. So there you enjoy go. Enjoy it. Cargo shorts. I mean, what? I barely need to yep. say it anymore about the cargo shorts. Well, it's time for an official cargo shorts alert day. Okay. Oh. And, by, right. and by the way, uh, very high winds today. Uh, south winds oh. up around 40. Uh, going to be uh, a problem if any fires start. So right. if you've got your layers on, make sure it's not a parachute. It's good. Well, dep- <laughs> no, I'm uh, no. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Wise man once said nothing. Seven fifty-six. All right, we'll take a break. Telling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIN. Seven fifty-nine. Oof. We right. need some Top 5 Tuesday. Oh, yeah, Top 5 Tuesday. Oh, my gosh, I got to do that, too. <laughs> you have 10 minutes. Uh, we, top 5 movie <laughs> quotes and TV quotes that you incorporate frequently into your everyday life. If you don't know what they are, ask your friends and family. 8 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln. Bye-bye. All right, 809, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. It's a Tuesday Top 5. We put a uh, topic out there, and we want to hear Top 5 answers that you have for you personally. It's always a little. It's always fun to go around and see what ones we have in common uh this week i recall i in talking to caleb and talking to my family i realized you know i really i throw a lot of random movie lines in there that just uh i don't think people realize that's what they are (laughs) and so today we get a chance to to clarify what are those movie and tv like a tv line too that you use and you have completely incorporated as a regular part of your normal dialogue in everyday life and here's the thing this is different today than if you would have asked me a decade ago. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Things, things of course, change over the years. So <laughs> I, I probably would have quoted Napoleon Dynamite a whole lot more. I may have that on my list. <laughs> oh, gee. Uh, all right. So, um, uh, M- Mark, why don't you? I know you've got yours here. Why don't you tell us what uh, what you've got first, well, and we'll uh, go through the go through the list here. First, you want the moon? I'll lasso it for you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime girls, don't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. Da-da-da-da, don't you come out? Here's one that I'm going to add. I just don't get no respect. You don't get no respect. Okay. Uh, from TV first. Little doggies. <laughs> what is that from? The Beverly Hillbillies. Okay. Jed Clampett. Listen, I'm just asking for everyone else. You remember, this is a multi generational show. You don't we, remember, do you? I remember the hillbillies being on TV and like syndication. I remember the oh. and they moved to Beverly Oil, Texas Tea Oil. That is, I mean, I remember the yep. theme song, but I didn't. I can't say I was really glued to it when I was Lester Flat five, and Earl Scruggs saying that uh, did that. So the other one I like from TV uh, and and radio is. When I'm really confused is heavy layers, light layers, heavy layers, more layers, heavy layers. <laughs> okay. Shed some layers. Technically, that does fit into TV, I guess. Yes, I guess so, yes. 
Uh, I joined several others with some uh, things from uh, the movie Top Gun. Oh yeah, but, that's, but, a, that's a. Oh, I got a bunch of those too. Yeah, but these are two that I don't think anybody else. Right. It, it's right after uh, Goose and uh, Maverick buzz the the tower on the ship. Mm-hmm. They get called in, and the uh, the flight boss says, "You screw up one more time, and you'll be flying a cargo plane full of rubber dog." out of hong kong <laughs> i uh i have a the top i forgot about top gun man i could have done like 20 on this list we, we could have done do just so our many list on of, on top gun i do the the one always where the the flight the kelly mcgillis comes in and she's doing the flight school thing and he was like yeah talking about how he flew over the russian plane and he says see we, we, we were, were inverted, inverted. <laughs> and he does the hand I, thing i, I, love that, I do yeah. that when i describe so many things yeah <laughs> And how and, and and how were you communicating? Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, with the, with the yes, yeah, with the yeah, bird. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then the other one I do is I do the the Iceman thing where he comes up to him. He goes, I don't, I can't remember what the line is exactly, but the thing he does with his teeth after he says you're not safe, right? <laughs> yeah. What was that? <laughs> De- dentist, Val- all the dentists listening. Yeah, exactly. Just that kind of hurt my teeth. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Yeah. yeah. The other one from Top Gun. It's actually in that same seed uh, scene. Right there, he's then got to, you know, he says about flying cargo out of Hong Kong. Then he sends him to Top Gun, and he says, good luck, gentlemen. <laughs> that, that <laughs> Tons one. of them. Yep. Yep. Um, and then, from Forrest Gump, stupid is a stupid duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man, I'm forgetting so many more as yeah, people are texting yeah, these. Yeah, that's in. the thing. Is, I, my list is just five out of the 50 that I came up with Yeah, these the these are the five that I could remember right yes, now. Yes, there's so many. I need to make a list of these. All right, Caleb, what are yours? Um, My number five, badges? We don't need we, no stinking badges. We don't need badges. no badges. Every, yeah. My dad and I would do that so much, and now the, the credentials that I get to go to games. <laughs> um, I've got... So I By got the way, that. that's uh, Cheech and Chong, right? The badge. What, what's that? What's yeah, that from? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, well, Blazing Saddles. Oh, Blazing Saddles. Yes. Ba- sorry. Um. So I got that going for me from which, Caddyshack, which is nice. Just, just, oh my gosh, just, Caddyshack! I didn't yeah. even think of any of those. Yeah. So any, I want a any, hamburger, no a cheeseburger. I want to. Oh, I'm not thinking like it. Is that Augusta? <laughs> um. So yeah. And, and, story. So, so and, I says llama. <laughs> well, that's a nice hat. What are you gonna bowl of soup with that hat? Oh my gosh, so many. <laughs> hey everybody. We <laughs> <laughs> used uh, that one after Request Line Friday last week. Uh, I got just a bit outside. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, Major so many bleep. from that one too. <laughs> one hit, one bleep bleep hit. <laughs> oh, so many from that one. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> that, Talladega that, Nights, that, Ballad that, of Ricky Bobby. Ta- everything about that. Protect me, Oprah. <laughs> I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. <laughs> Shake and bake. If you don't chew Big Red. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. So oh yeah, my, so, you're right. There's more and more being just five <laughs> out of my top 50. And my number one that I probably have used in my life more than any other, nobody puts baby in a corner. Oh, God. My, my wife will be happy about that one. And especially now that I'm a dad, and anytime she gets in trouble, <laughs> and Megan goes and puts her in timeout, and, hey, nobody puts baby in a corner. She goes, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I, I think uh, my wife's list, Dirty Dancing, is, is pretty up there in terms of her most quoted movies. All right. I, um, I, I carried a watermelon. <laughs> 
Uh, yes, yeah, so she does that one. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. She talk, does that one all the time. So the first time baby she said it last night, literally yeah, last the, night. So the first time baby goes over and, and meets Johnny, and they're they're all in like the the dancing okay. part on her way over there. I'm she bored. carried a watermelon, so they introduce her and, and she did the awkward thing, and they're like, "Who are you?" She goes, "I carried a watermelon." Uh, man, <laughs> the five quotes is way too hard on this one. Just throw out how, how just uh, pick five. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, uh, the entire Tommy Boy movie, I cannot pick. A, I mean, there are probably 30 that I incorporate regularly. Just within the last week, weekly, especially. Weekly. I'm not even kidding. But the one that came up that I was thinking of today is uh, when he's sitting in the diner and he just got whapped. Chris Farley got whapped in the face with a two-by-four by David Spade. <laughs> and and he says, uh, how's my face look? Oh, it looks fine. I can't see anything. Right? Nothing? Nope. Ship shape. And he goes, it doesn't hurt here or here so much, but right in this area. And he's got a giant welt there. And then I can do the whole scene with Jojo the Idiot Circus Boy and the Pretty New Pet. Right. And the pet is And that's out. when the... And that, oh, there's so many. It's you so could have just done Chris Farley I, on his own. Did I catch a Niner in there? Right? Oh, oh, so Be many Living in a van down by the river. Uh, so that's, that's my number five. Uh, number four. I'm going to the office for number four. I, I say, this is going to make me sound like a terrible parent, but it's an ongoing joke I have with my son. Uh-huh. And it's when Michael Scott says, you want to hear a lie? You, I think you're great. You're my best friend. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <To> Toby. <laughs> Toby, you're the worst. <laughs> want to hear a lie? I think you're great. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you got to understand our relationship. He's okay. he, he, he sends it back to me just, just the same. Uh, oh, for Valentine's Day, Millie's shirt said Bears Beats. It was, it was a Valentine's Day shirt with a, uh, um, for for the office. My there's my, I do my how the oh how the turntables. Oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of them that I do that. And then again, one I can do so many from that I probably didn't pick the best one, but Napoleon Dynamite at the end of that movie when he says, "I hope." <laughs> I hope all your experiences are unforgettable. <laughs> or the one where he's like, I don't have any skills. And Pedro's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, like nunchuck skills, bowling skills, computer hacking skills. Girl only guys, girls, girls only like guys who have skills. That's that's a big one for me. Are you drinking 1%? <laughs> you, you drink whole if you wanted lucky, to. Lucky is probably the one I do most. Um, then uh, I've got <laughs> the, the entire scene in office space every time. That they sit down with the two consultants who come in on on office space, and it, they learn that his name is his Michael Bolton, and oh. he goes, "No kidding, are you?" Because <laughs> I am a Michael Bolton fan. I celebrate his entire <laughs> catalog. Just uh, so many things from that part of the office. Well, that makes me think of IT Crowd. Have, have you tried turning it off and on again? Is that what's that on? I, that? From the IT crowd. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, is that a movie or a show? It's a what? show. I it's a no British show. That. Oh, great. I definitely am. Anytime watch. something goes wrong with technology, have you tried turning it on and off and on again? <laughs> okay. And then last but not least, and Caleb knows this one because I do it all the time, <laughs> is from Dumb and Dumber when he's walking out of the convenience <laughs> store, Jim Carrey, and there's a group group of uh, like teenagers there who are just hanging out. And he just stands there for a while, <laughs> takes, a sip of his, takes a sip of his drink, and he goes, hey, guys, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> that that is definitely your most used. I use that. That is that has got to be my number one. All right, let's go oh to goodness. the text line. Oh, this is a great one, Ron. You can do it from that from the water boy. <laughs> That's a great one. You using the whole fist, Doc Fletch. <laughs> Moose out front should have told you Christmas vacation during That's- Christmas season. Actually, you serious, Clark? 
all the time. Well, the Moose, the Moose out front should have told you that's been big since Frost's first game <laughs> when the, the Akron came. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Or I always do Christmas vacation. I always do. Uh, what do you do with that big tree? <laughs> Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Stephen's uh, reference to uh, Fletch? Let's see. Did Stephen had another Fletch one? Yeah. Let's see. While you're in there, Doc, you might as well check my tonsils. <laughs> yeah, same, same, uh, same one. Uh, let's see. Ken says anything from Princess Bride. Oh, yes. Um, let's see. What you I, keep using that word. Right. I do not think it means what you think it means. Yes. Uh, I use that, that GIF on social media a lot. <laughs> Phil's, okay, Phil, Phil just said this. I, I don't know. <laughs> Phil just said this true story, and I didn't read this text before I said that. I was talking about buying something fairly big. My kid says, where are you going to put that? I said, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> My wife says, but that, that's not nice. I At this time, this broadcast house radio station is conducting a test of the emergency alert system. In the event of an actual emergency, the series of tones would be followed by news and information. Again, this is a test of the emergency alert system. Counter on Christmas vacation. <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't be the holiday season. <laughs> the temperatures weren't any hotter than they are. <laughs> but he mentioned the no bleep line there. Doug says, oh yeah, you you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> Dennis Rod. has got the, you can't handle the truth. Yes, oh, all the time. And just various lines, various lines from that entire yeah. moment with uh, Tom Cruise questioning Jack Nicholson in that one. Uh, Ka- do you see Catherine's down there? Uh, no, Very first one. I, You're some... killing me, Smalls. You, oh, we got a few of them with that one. You're killing me, Smalls. There's no crying in baseball. I feel the need. The need for speed. You know which one? You know which one? Speaking of the water boy, the one that I like sometimes. I'm, I'm going to mess it up a little bit. But uh, when his mom says, damn, I found that gorilla. What escaped from the zoo and punched you in the eye. No, uh, no, mama. The switch continues. <laughs> <laughs> love that line. I love Vicky. Let's see. Jason says there's a lot of pressure to come up with five, but my favorite is from Family Vacation when Clark says that's nothing to be proud of, Rusty. Uh, Officer John says Step Brothers, Full Metal Jacket, Napoleon Dynamite, best three movies for line. Um, let's see some more. Geez, did that guy ever have hair? Uh, nothing is over until we say it is. Oh, this is a good one. Uh, this is from Dennis. If I woke up with my head sewn to the carpet, I could not be more surprised than I am right now. <laughs> so, oh, man. We should have done a top 100 list uh, for that Yeah. One. Spike says Homer Simpson. Don't. Don't. <laughs> uh, anytime we do, anytime we go into a donut shop, I go, mm, donuts. Uh, Did you have any on your honorable mention list as you were making it where... It was just like, I've I, got these here. I thought of a million here. So I had, I'm very, very sneaky for Mr. Deeds. I didn't see es- that. that, that movie I, terrible? No, it was a great movie. You're an awful person. <laughs> uh, paraphrase, so much space for activities from Step Brothers or the, did we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah. Yup. Mm-hmm. Um, they've gone to Plaid from Spaceballs. 
Anytime oh someone's gosh. going really fast, oh, I do a lot of I do a lot of spaceballs <laughs> ones too. That sounds like the that sounds like the oh my gosh the briefcase code thing. Some do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, the, the briefcase code one. We've gone to ludicrous speed. I, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> oh my goodness! Basically, any Mel Brooks movie, my dad and I would just quote the yeah. the entirety of. Oh, it. the other one I do is Billy Madison when. Uh, <laughs> When he's trying to train his high school and his girlfriend is helping him and that trying to give him yeah, trying to give him incentive and then he doesn't get it wrong and she leaves and Chris Farley comes in on the next one and he gets a question and he goes, Dad is correct. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Swan. <laughs> is that also Billy Madison when the lady says if peeing your pants is cool, cool consider me Miles, Miles Davis? Davis. <laughs> Nudie magazine day. Nudie magazine day. Yes, basically all the Adam Sandler stuff, too. Uh, Brian says, oh, this is a good one. I award you no points, oh. and may God have mercy on your soul from Billy Madison. Yes. Which is also, we are all dumber for having heard Everyone this today. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having Andrew listened. with a Michael Scott, that's what she said. <laughs> yeah. So many Michael Scott ones. All right, this is great. I, I was not even... And, and there was one from Sound of Music. Well, oh, really? Yes. When the two nuns looked and say to the Reverend Mother, Reverend Mother... We have sinned <laughs> as they hold up the uh, distributor wires off of the car. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. We didn't even touch. This could have been a top 100, Caleb. It easily could have been. All right. We got to grab a break right now. You can continue to text um, these in. What was it? The uh, men in tights? She's got huge tracks of land. <laughs> That's the other one. The one, the one point in Robin Hood Men in Tights where the guy's name is Blinken, and it's said in medieval times, and the guy goes, "Hey, Blink, hey, Blinken," and the, and the guy goes, "Abe hey, Lincoln, who's that?" <laughs> oh, Happy Gilmore! I didn't even get into. You can trouble me for a warm glass of shut the. Only three hundred sixty-five days until tryouts. Cat-like reflexes. <laughs> you know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. Oh, oh, there's so many. We could just do it. We could have done this for three hours. <laughs> maybe this would be. Maybe we do a request line Friday for this. Request Ooh. the quotes. Ooh, I kind of like that. Eight twenty-six. We'll take a break. Selling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is fourteen hundred and ninety-nine three KLIN. Waking babies in the North Bottoms and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska Volleyball, John Baylor. Eight thirty-seven. Breaking news from John Baylor right before we come in on the segment. Oh. As we are watching... The cross country, I don't know what event I love this it. is. Cross country, this is skiing. great TV. We're watching cross country. The Hungarians skiing. in seventh. Uh, right now, ten point four Fahrenheit there in uh, wherever that is around Beijing. They're doing. You want gold medals? Get born in Norway. Were you, are you serious when you said what you did? You were a cross country. I was skier? a cross country skier for two, three weeks in college, my senior year, and uh, it is brutal. I think, you know, I'm in good shape. I can handle any sport like that requires stamina. No, this thing is unbelievable. Wait, had you done it before? 
Not really. <laughs> you just join so, a college cross country yeah, team well, with no experience? Club, club team, club team. <laughs> well, still. So you know, this this uh, woman on my my floor is on the team. She's from Minnesota, and she's like, "Why don't you come join us?" And so we would go up to Tahoe. We I did it for like three straight weekends. First weekend, I'm like. Okay, this is tough, but I can handle it. No problem. I'm in shape. I'm, you know, 22. I can handle this. Next week, we have this competition. I barely finished. It is brutal. I mean, their legs are tree trunks. Uh, oh, this is the relay, by the way. The men's nice. four by seven, four by 7.5 meter oh, relay. You have got to be in shape. Yeah. Two, three laps of a 2.5 two, kilometer. When, and you have to shoot. When I ended my promising... College cross country skiing career what could have been. Nobody knew it. No, <laughs> there's a lot of people talk. It's one of the great what ifs in yes. sports of all time. Yes. Of all time, what what, what happens if uh, if Tom Osborne makes that two point conversion in that, Miami? And I mean, uh, yeah, and and what would have happened if John Baylor didn't quit the cross country team? Would UC Davis have won that club title if JB had stuck with it? Well, it's just great, like everything now. People are talking about it all over the coffee houses in Lincoln this morning. Chico you, State. You go, they would have gone down. Who knows? You go down to the mill. You go yep. down to scooters. You'll hear it at every table. All of the, the articles. Going on. Will John Baylor return every, and use his remaining eligibility? Every four years it comes up again. Oh, with NAIA, you can be any age. You yeah, can that, be in the nursing home. Hey, let's go play golf. All right, I'm on the golf yeah, team. Didn't, uh, didn't uh, a former NBA yeah. player, J.R. Reed. J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith. J.R. No, Reed. Well, J.R. Smith is Jared golfing Smith. right J. R. now. J.R. Smith, he's the one who's golfing. J.R. Smith. I got, the, J. I got my J.R. Yeah, the, you... the guy in Dallas, you got him. You got a lot of the... initials. Right, it's very confusing, yes. confusing for me. And he's uh, golfing, he's like 53. Like Any IA is like, okay, you're a mammal. Here's <laughs> Grab some clubs. Maybe I ought to do that. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm going to go over to Don't see what kind of programs they offer for. Uh, they have a foosball team? Because I uh, could, sports I could compete in yep. now. Foosball, ping pong. Midland's got everything. Archery. I I don't know like dude, I can maybe get into that. Uh, do they have Polish horseshoes? The game where you put PVC pipe and try and knock a beer bottle off with a frisbee. <laughs> really good at that. Now there are really games going good. on in the dorms. I don't know about. I don't <laughs> yeah. know if that's official. <laughs> that should be. We should have. Uh, listen, listen. We got everything now. We got. I mean, Nebraska bowling goes to show you. Uh, winning national titles. Why can't we have a like a winning the, national t- cornhole I, team? I don't want to think about Jack playing flippy cup. I don't think I've ever even played that. That's some kind of a drinking game, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I'm okay. That. I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, okay, JB, we did. <laughs> yes. uh, we did our top five movie lines we incorporate into everyday life most frequently. We found it to be an impossible task to make it into five. You or had top me. Five. You had me at hello. Yeah. Oh, you're going with Renee Zellweger and Tom Cruise. Or also, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Jaws. That's yes. a good one. I got. I always do the kid in in. Uh, uh, what that Renee, Renee Zellweger, Tom Cruise. What is the name of that movie? Man, I have some brain farts sometimes on the um, show lately. I'm getting older. Yeah, we're gonna get a million That's texts a good in one. a second. It's Caleb, a good what's one. that movie? Uh oh, the sports agent. Sports oh. agent Tom Cruise. We're gonna get a bazillion. Show texts me about the this. money. Right. What, what in the heck? What is Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. There it is. And here come the texts of the people on the stream. <laughs> I just killed that. Jerry Maguire. I ended it. I do the little kid in the uh, Jonathan Lipnicky on the back of the bar. Do you know? The, do you know the human weighs eight pounds? Do you know bees and dogs can smell fear? I do that one all the time from that mm-hmm. movie. Which movie? That's Jerry the same Maguire. movie. Did you I don't watch, remember? Did you just watch the end of it? I I saw the key. I saw you had me at hello, and then I had to run. <laughs> but it was, it was before that. <laughs> it's clear. Uh, he, you know, she, she was taken, and so I, I sensed the ending. It's, it's very clear to me in doing this that the two movies, Tommy Boy, 
and uh, yes. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think if you gave me a pen and a stack of printer yeah. paper, I could write the script with about 85% <laughs> accuracy. Let's just go wall-to-wall movie lines for it's next e- week. It's easier than you would think. Oh, God, we didn't even think of Airplane, Caleb. Uh, Brad and Fox Hollerites in the movie Airplane is... <laughs> yep. <laughs> don't call a, me Shirley. <laughs> you ever, don't call me Shirley. You ever seen a grown man naked? <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty funny. <laughs> There's some good lines. It is uh, It is so good. All right. Well, uh, I want to listen. I've, uh, I've become such a fan of this women's basketball yes. team. And last night, oh, my gosh. They pass the ball. They run plays. They're organized. I love it. And they've got a killer instinct. Yes. Uh, 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 two, listen to this. Caleb did the research, JB. You'll be impressed by I'm that. I'm not surprised. N- uh, Nebraska. <laughs> Caleb, I'll let you give the give What the is this research? Here. All right. So there are, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teams in the country that have at least two wins over the current AP Top 10. Nice. Number one, South Carolina has three. Yep. UConn's in there. Number two, Stanford. Number three, Louisville. Number four, NC State. Number nine, Michigan. Number 14, Texas. Number 15, Oklahoma. All have two. As does Nebraska. That's awesome. Unranked and receiving one vote in the AP poll. And Caleb then went further, and he calculated the margin of victory of those wins. Um, Oklahoma, three and a half. Stanford, four and a half. NC State, eight and a half. South Carolina, 9.7. Michigan, 10 and a half. Texas, 11 and a half. Louisville, 13 and a half. Nebraska, average margin of victory, 19 points. Yes. Bring on South Carolina. I want Louisville. Let's go. <laughs> Louisville's head coach, former assistant under Paul Sanderford. Oh, really? Yeah. The Sanderford era. Yeah. They were putting up shots in that era. Holy cow, when he came over from Western Kentucky, and then yep. well, he was a men's assistant there Then for a while after that, if I recall. Hey, while, left while we're talking women's basketball, Jack had to ask me earlier this week, who his exact words were, who the crap is that, when I told him Bren, Brenda Van Langen followed me on social media. She's awesome. Yes. She's a fabulous television commentator, former assistant coach here under Angela Beck mm-hmm. at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Scored a bunch of points at Kearney State. You told nice. me that, and I said that. I don't even remember that conversation. Nice. And where did she grow up then? She went to Kearney. She's probably from Nebraska. I'm not uh, sure where she I grew think up. like Paxton or something love like that. Love it. I love it when they come off the farms. All right, boy. And they just start firing from three. You Caleb go. Caleb just gets in central Nebraska mode every once <laughs> I love in a while, it. and I can't stop him. I don't know anything <laughs> he said. Like, it's like he's talking a different language. Like the Humphrey St. Francis guard. I love it. They, oh, my gosh. She comes great. off a dairy farm. She's pulling out calves in the morning, in the afternoon. She's firing from three. I love it. I, w- I think I heard a story that she and... Um, Roseland. Roseland. I want to make sure I get that uh, right. Thank you. Brenda. I have been wondering. Um, <laughs> that she and Markowski didn't meet until the state tournament last year. Is that I, I would love to get them both down because like when you have the top players in the state in any sport, they're around each other yeah. all the time. And that's kind of and I mean both of them were the standouts in the state of that sport for at least a couple of years. I love it when we learn that Joe Burrow's grandpa farms in Johnson yes. County. I love that stuff. I know. I'm like, I can't take it. Unbelievably this, good stuff. I just gave him a Bengal rooter that moment. Didn't but, help. I have now put out, just so you're aware, I have now put out a request to Amy Williams. Because yep. you know this very well, JB, working with, with high school students. About half the work in trying to communicate with high school students is to talk through their earbuds. True. Right? <laughs> that can be an issue. That and tele- telepathy. So th- th- that sort of thing. Amy Williams has mastered making a noise with her shoes on the floor of Pinnacle Bank Arena that permeates any barrier. With her heels. Sound. She with her, has heels. With her heels. heels. Yes, yeah. with her heels. heels. She can hit, it comes through my sound bar on my speaker, wow. comes through the radio broadcast. You can Just, hear it up in the rafters. I'm asking 
I know this sounds weird How in any other it? context, but I'm asking to borrow a pair of her heels. Use it at I my home on the wood floors. And Kids aren't, hey, get down here. Whap, whap, whap. Those are not the- uncommon fashion choices for men these days. So I think <laughs> you'd blend. Listen, and you'd get the effect you want. It's Attention, twenty-two, and I'd be taller. Nice. I've always kind of resented my five-ten oh, frame. I can't stand the way Those... people correlate height with leadership. It's like I just, he's tall. No. He's a leader. No, no, he's tall. No, he's a leader. No, no, he's tall. You get what's that? I correlate tall. it. With, I correlate it with it. Give me a little better score on that BMI chart in the doctor's office. So that would be good. Add like I three see. inches. They're moving up into the yellow. And then maybe, the weight's better good. apportioned. Right, I don't blame exactly. You. Exactly. Yeah, imagine if we were six four blonde. I can't either. <laughs> Boy, it would have been sweet socially. Uh, so <laughs> I think that win for them. I think that win for them eliminates any 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 doubt any doubt about being on the bubble, which I if guess they could, go, probably wasn't there. But it's done. That stuff's done. They, now, now it's about seating. If they don't get in and they get invited to that NWIT nightmare, yeah, uh, say no. no, no. Uh, they're not going. They're, the, the last four games, they'll be to the extent you can be favored. In, I don't know if there's a line on them, but they'll be favored in the women's game. They'll be t- at 23 wins if they would get all four. But even I, if they would get two, they'd be at I 21 wins. I want them to wins. play nearby. I want them to play nearby because. Husker Nation will follow. Oh, well, Caleb, that's. Did you say that top, they host it's like volleyball? Host? Say that I couldn't hear anything. Boogie okay, oh, guys were yelling. So say that all over one more time. Top sixteen me. seed hosts, like in uh, like top, for volleyball. Nice. So that's the uh, the first round. Yes. Gotcha. So the top sixteen seeds. Mm-hmm. So we need local seeds to be the top sixteen. Well, well Nebraska before last night's game yeah. was counted. Nebraska number twenty in the net. And and that's that's we a could big... be a top sixteen. Yes, PBA will be a circus during yes. the game. The, oh. the expert they she put her graphics up. They had us at six during the game on the BTN broad or the whatever broadcast it was. We could be night. a top sixteen place to be a zoo. It should I be already. Frankly, it. it should yeah, be. They're so fun. There's to watch. two Sunday games left. Yes, there's no reason those things shouldn't be filled to the rafters at this point. The crowd was good last night in terms of volume and those sorts of things. Way too many empty seats. Really? Yeah. I saw some video. I missed it. I wish I had been there. I was there in spirit. Anyway, there were a lot of people in the lower bowl. Uh, get that student section. Get that student section in there. Like you know, affecting games like they do in men's basketball and volleyball. And there aren't a bunch of frat guys without shirts and shaved chests yeah. just going crazy. Let's get going. We no, need there, more there, of that. There was someone with a sign asking Ruby Porter to be his Valentine, though. <laughs> Keep that private. Well, no, no. They put that up on the big board, and then they had a camera on Ruby Porter on the bench, oh. waiting to see her reaction. I hope she said, N- "Nice try." <laughs> not uh, not let, enough effort. Let me well, let me see. They're your, engaged. Let now, me. So. <laughs> a couple questions from Ruby. All right. Uh, first of all, guy, what's your GPA? <laughs> Uh, two, are you taking Mickey Mouse classes? Yeah, don't get caught. People get caught up in all the, the, the you know, after a Husker football win, everyone kind of gets, you know, starts parlaying the good feeling. <laughs> like everyone looks more attractive. I mean, you see your spouse, you're like, dang, you're looking good. I mean, victory everything. goggles? Yes. The victory goggles. So, <laughs> Ruby's not going to fall for that. She's not going to fall for I guarantee it. he just, he just, I just wants to do it for the Australian accent. There's no doubt about oh. it. How cool would that be oh, over dinner can, conversation? If you're on parole and you've got an Australian accent, you're smart. <laughs> It's unbelievable. By the way, I bet uh, don't take her if, if she does say yes. Don't take her to Outback Steakhouse. Okay, <laughs> just yeah. no offense. I'm sure the Bloomin' Onion is great, but I, that she's like I don't know that she'll be impressed. I've, I've ha- I have this every other Tuesday. No, <laughs> I've got these all over Melbourne. <laughs> but uh, the the uh, women's basketball sharp. I mean, this is this is a really impressive uh, season going on yeah. right now. 
And yeah, the public displays of attention, unless I'm involved, I'm not a big fan. Okay. <laughs> I'll ask you to be my Valentine next year with a sign. And also, I think in we're, my high heels. I, I think as a culture, we're finally over the public proposals of marriage. I think most people, except now they videotape them, so I guess we're not over it. Didn't one of the Super Bowl guys yeah, do it? Yeah, one of the guys won the Super Bowl and proposed to his uh, longtime girlfriend right on the field. Really? What happens? Is there an alternate plan if you lose that game? I mean, I would. I hope she said no because they didn't even cover. I mean, it's a <laughs> great team's cover. Yeah, you, you got to cover. If you had covered, maybe I'd be in for six decades. But you guys, billions of dollars moved. Wasn't wasn't uh, one of the Florida State players this year a football player after they after they lost, lost to like Jacksonville State or someone an embarrassing loss? But he had planned it, assuming they won, and he didn't and, and, have a plan B. Well, and they had all the family there too. Right. So he said, "Well, I'm doing what it. She's still doing it." She said, I, she's, I, I assume she said yes, yes, but. We gotta have, you gotta have a plan B in that situation. Gotta have a plan, plan B. Plan A is don't propose publicly. It's a private uh, moment. Just, you know, you can find that. You, you, if you can, if, if the person that you're with is into it and they would like All it, right. that's fine. That's fine. Good point. It's a good point. Maybe there's a lot of people, JB. I don't know if you know this. There's a lot of people who kind of like that stuff that's made for social media. I've heard I that. I know you're a big fan. Of, I know yes. most of your life is lived that way. <laughs> yeah. Personal branding. The great thing about social media is you get all the time back. Like, if you're on social media a lot, you live to 110. Um, oh, oh, I got to tell you this. Um, I was... Uh, my my son is is uh, worked with uh, with uh, on a college on on the uh, ACT. ACT prep. So, but we also got the big the big thick test book practice test book in the mail here this week, getting ready for April. Okay. Nice. Think. What do you think? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and knock one of those out. See if I can get uh, two thirds of my score. It's never back too my late. Senior year. I'm never. It's I'm, never too late. I'm always that disappointed. Like a fun Saturday afternoon. Just try and knock one out and see how I do. I sh- we should have more parents in the class. It's never too late. But uh, get prepared. I'm screwed on the math. I'm screwed. I'm gonna have oh, yeah. to make up big time on you know uh, reading and writing and and. Uh, science. I'm you do just fine. You nailed it the first time for real no, back in your no, teens. I knew more about math when I was eighteen. I knew ten times more about math when I was eighteen than I do now. Some of the some of the math stuff, and, and this is not a serious uncommon. question. It's just I did that all. I was you know good enough at it. I went through pre-calculus, went through calculus, did all that stuff. It is a different language to me right now. I didn't use it. I mean, it, I didn't. Uh, I you didn't how use many, the Pythagorean theorem when you were deck I building. I don't. I don't. <laughs> At some point, there are diminishing returns for going too far in a in a, in a subject. Amnesia is a powerful force. Ooh. Tell you what, but in no time we could have you back up to speed. Uh, same but, thing about the bar exam. I knew I was the best lawyer in the world that summer. <laughs> if I took it out, yeah, remember a doggone deal. Commercial paper. What does a what is it? Is it that number on the check or the handwriting on the check? What? How do you vote by proxy with corpse? I mean, all kinds of. Same with me in cross country skiing. People are <laughs> people going to ask me for lessons. I can't remember. Square quit after three weeks. All right. I next year. Next year we'll uh, we'll get the old we'll rent some cross country skis. Nice. Well, I'm sure you got Holmes Holmes Park or Pioneers Park or something, and and then you just need to be a mammal to have like five hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I'll just do a couple cross country ski lessons. We'll do some jump cuts on the video, and boom, I'll be getting all these you know likes coming from you know Southeast Asia. Add Who a, knows? Had a TikTok dance yep. to it. You'll yep. be great. People will be going crazy. Like, give me more of this cross country ski stuff, JB. Where's this coming from? This is awesome.
Oh, is that that famous cross-country yep. skier in Lincoln, Nebraska? Oh, yeah, he's huge on Love TikTok. It. And I just yeah, lost another is, 20 minutes. This, this is cool. Uh, this is why we call JB the ultimate social media influencer in Lancaster County. I've got to go refine my personal branding right now online. I've been struggling for a while. Yep. I didn't want to say it, but it's true. All right. <laughs> Have a good one. Good that was it. That Sorry. was good fun. I know. All right. Next we week need we another quote. Another quote. Make my day. Hasta la vista. Nice. 8.54 on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, fun show today. Oh, JB makes me laugh. That was good. Hear it all on the podcast. That'll be up here in just a couple minutes. We Especially we all talk about volleyball. Relive all of those quotes again. Yeah, that was yeah, and I'm going to be thinking of them all day now. You can keep texting them in if you want to. That's fine. I'll enjoy getting them those uh, coming in on my phone uh, tomorrow. Kim, what chaps ride Wednesday? Ooh, Lincoln Symphony Orchestra. We'll have tickets to give away. John Bishop. Hopefully, uh, hopefully recovered from whatever celebration there was after the Super Bowl <laughs> and all the morning's news. We'll see you then. Uh, Roy Christensen tonight on DTL. It's 9 o'clock, KLIN Lincoln.